0: Hey everybody, Zach here. Quick note before we dive into this week's episode. So, For those of you who are not aware, Enrollify is made possible because we have partnered with a select number of organizations to help us produce the content that we produce. And we call these organizations our strategic partners. Well, one of our strategic partners is Element 451. You guys have heard me talk about them before. They're one of the leading CRMs in the education space. They have the power of a slate, but the UX and design functionality of a HubSpot, they're just a really robust uh, operation and platform. Well, Element has just launched a brand new course called the enrollment analytics course and this is going to be an eight week long cohort that is led by elements chief analytics officer jc Benia. the team there has put a ton of time and resources and energy into this course i know it's going to be fantastic but they're limiting the first cohort to just 20 people and this is where it gets even better so Two Enrollify subscribers who apply before August 15th will will receive a $300 discount on the course. The total course is $700, but it gets even better because one of those subscribers will get a full scholarship, and I get to pick who that subscriber is. I will take any and all bribes. Just kidding, Uh, but this is a really cool opportunity. If you have a, a lot of data in your CRM and you're just not entirely sure how to actualize it, you aren't entirely sure, hey, how do I make better strategic decisions with my time? What sort of systems and processes and workflows should be set up to help me make sense of all of this data? Then this course is for you. Again, you don't have to be using Element to get value for this course. So if anyone who has any CRM who wants to make better, smarter marketing decisions with that CRM, can benefit greatly from the enrollment analytics course. So head on over to element451.com forward slash analytics or scroll down to the show notes, click over to that landing page and apply. And if you talk to the team there, if you have any questions, uh, you know, feel free to say that you're an Enrollify subscriber. Uh, that will help us and that will help Element. Or if you have any specific questions about the course offering, feel free to reach out to me directly. All right, everybody, enjoy this week's episode. Hey everybody, Zach here. Welcome to the show. All right, this episode is going to be short and sweet. Labor Day is just around the corner, and if you guys are like me, you're looking forward to some good R and R, and you know, to toasting to the last few days of summer. So we have an exciting announcement that we're gonna make right now, momentarily. and then the last part of the show, uh, again, it's going to be a very short episode. The last part of the episode is going to be focused on an SEO hack that I use regularly and that I think that you might be able to use as well. So the exciting announcement. Well, we've been thinking a lot about, okay, what do we do right now in this season? Schools are going back, right? Our friends and colleagues in the field are back on campus for for in, in most cases, and we wanted to craft a series right a a last minute sort of series around what this moment is like right we don't we don't want this moment to just pass us by this is sort of like a big deal right many schools are going back for the first time fully in person and you know we're coming out of this pandemic and you know we're still in in the midst of this pandemic really but we're back in person schools are you know starting classes again most students are on campus again and I think it would be a missed opportunity to just not take a moment to kind of pause and reflect and think, "Wow, what what does this mean?" Right? Like, higher ed has just been shaken to its core, and I think as folks that love the industry, that support the industry, as as marketers, right, as as brand people, as storytellers, it, we, we 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 sort of just need to kind of like take a moment to think about what just happened, right? Like. What did we all just experience? And and what does that mean, more importantly, about the future? So we are throwing together a very last-minute Enrollify podcast roadshow. And we're gonna be hitting up several uh, schools in the New England area. And, uh, over the course of four days, myself and my videographer, Dan, we are both, you know, fully vaccinated and we will be on the road talking to VPs of enrollment management, VPs of marketing, students, CMOs, uh, ed tech leaders, et cetera, in a jam packed sort of like four day, uh, roadshow. Um, I've never actually done a roadshow. So, um, I don't know if this actually qualifies as a road show. I don't know what the technical criteria is. We will be traveling via car to several destinations. So I think that that counts. Um, Although I was slacking with a colleague earlier and they were like, well, it's not really a road show unless like you're, you know, going to a minimum of like 10 to 15 plate, you know, spots and over the course of like two to three days. And we're, you know, we're doing like four to five stops maybe over the course of four to five days. So I don't know. Anyways, I digress, but um, the big sort of question, the big sort of theme that we're going to be wrestling with is uh, this topic that um, is very much a working title, um, but the working title is The Future of Higher Ed, What Students Actually Want, What the World Needs, and How to Design a Sustainable Experience that Achieves Both Ends. So that's the broad sort of like umbrella that we're going to be um, leaning into, and what we've done is we've come up with several different questions that we're going to be asking students, that we're going to be asking, again, VPs, uh, other university leaders, and then people that, again, support higher education, whether that's as a software company, whether that's as a services-based uh, uh, agency, et cetera. And our hope is to kind of come out of this on the other end with, a little bit more insight into where are we at, right? Did did COVID change anything about how we think about the value proposition of higher education? You know, do students think differently about sort of like what they need for success after a year and a half of again being being in a completely different, almost you know, uh, futuristic sort of like moment. Um, or not. Right. Like, and and maybe, maybe, maybe nothing really did change. We're all sort of like back to the way things were. And we will in a few years kind of forget about all this. That's a a possibility depending on who you talk to. Right. So I wanted to give you all a teaser around like the kinds of questions we're going to be asking folks. And the good news is we're going to be posting live updates. Uh, if you don't uh, follow me on LinkedIn, you can follow me on LinkedIn. And, um, you know, we're going to be sharing daily kind of like video quick little recaps on what we learned and who we talked to, et cetera. It's going to be exciting. Um, We'll be doing some live tweeting here and there, live LinkedIn posting as well. And then we'll be, you know, of course, uh, over the coming weeks we'll have lots of content uh, coming out that um, – um, you know from from the conversations that we're going to be having over the next several days, so I wanted to just share some of the questions that we're going to be asking to one just because I think that they're decent questions. Two, I want your all thoughts on them like what what are what are we missing? What questions would you like to ask? Were you in a position um, like we're about to be in where you're going to talk to some of the best minds in in the space, right? So here are the questions um, that that we're working with right now. Question number one is, knowing what you know now, what's one or two classes you think every student should take? We're going to be asking you know, this to folks who have uh, recently graduated um, and or folks who have, are a few years out, right? So it's a, more of like a reflective question. So knowing what you know now, what's one or two classes you think every college student should take? Another question. If you were the architect of your bachelor's degree, how would you design it? from format, course offerings, et cetera. Another question. If you were considering a graduate program, what collection of courses would seal the deal for you? What would make going back to grad school a no-brainer? If you had to distill the value proposition of higher education into just a sentence or two, what would it be? How do you think about the ROI of your college education? Another question. Knowing what you know now about what it takes to succeed in today's workforce, what degree program, real or fictional, would you recommend a motivated high school senior pursue? And what we're trying to draw out there, right, is like, are there programs, are there majors that should exist that just don't right now? And if so, what are they? Did you take advantage of your school's career services? And if you had had coaching from a career services uh, team member every quarter or every semester, would that have influenced the major that you pursued or the first job or two you had after graduation? Some more questions. From your perspective, what's hurting higher education most right now? Create a major or degree program right now that you know would provide immediate value to your sector or society at large and now come up with three courses that would correspond to that major. Describe your ideal life, five years out of college. What are you doing and where are you working? Three to five years after graduation, when looking back at your college experience, what do you hope you'll say when asked, how did college prepare you for the workforce? What are your thoughts on income share agreements? What does the world need more of? And how does that translate into what college students should be studying right now, today? There are a dozen additional questions here, but I'm going to save those ones. So um, I would love your thoughts on these, right? Are, are these questions that you want answered? Um, what additional questions exist that I did not ask that you think we should be asking? Again, DM me on LinkedIn, send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, org. And we will add them to our collective of questions um, that we're going to be asking, you know, everyone who's a a stakeholder in in higher ed. So, um, all right. That's that. Um, More details to come on The Roadshow. But again, if you want to follow the roadshow and you're not already following me on LinkedIn, time to do so. Or, you know, just uh, you can follow along. If you just subscribe to uh, Enrollify at enrollify.org, we will go ahead and make sure that you get added to our updates list. Um, And I, you know, want to make sure that everyone is aware of the fact that this is – Again, being pulled together very last minute, and we were fortunate enough to talk to our friends over at Element 451, and they're going to sponsor this, which is super, super exciting. So they're, we're very gracious um, to say, hey, we love this idea, we love what you guys are doing, go do it, and and we'll help cover... Cover the cost so that uh, we can we can pull this off. So they will be our exclusive sponsor for this roadshow. Um, and if you are not already familiar with Element, you should be. You can just uh, learn more about sort of their robust. Uh, CRM offerings at element451.com forward slash enrollify if you talk to the team there just say that enroll you heard about them from enrollify or that zach talked highly of artists and Aaron and eric and uh, jc and the whole team over at element they're just uh building something very remarkable over there so um that's that for the roadshow now what I wanted to do, just to make sure I added a little bit of value and didn't just promote our little roadshow uh, over the course of today's episode, is I want to talk to you about a framework that I use to help understand how I might, in, I, how I might increase rank, my rankings for a particular page, whether that's something I'm doing for Enrollify, whether that's something that we're helping out uh, a client with, etc. One of the best ways to sort of evaluate um, how to increase your page rank, right? Remember when Google ranks content, they rank content at the page level, right? Not at the, not at the domain level. And so when you're trying to understand, Hey, uh, right now I'm ranking, you know, number 32 for uh bachelor's of science in nursing, and I want to move up, right? 32, you're on that third page of Google. I want to be on, you know, the first page of Google, right? Even I might not have the resources or My university might not have the domain authority to really be in like a top one to three position, but I at least want to be on that first page, right? So one of the best ways to sort of assess how you can better sort of your on-page SEO to have a better chance at, again, ranking higher for that particular term is to make sense of who is winning, right, And, and why are they winning. So this hack, right, requires you to, I mean, you don't actually technically need a tool like, Uh, SEMrush or Moz to do this you could do do this manually like in an incognito window if you want to just google the term right and see who is ranking right not obviously not ads but who's ranking uh first second and third organically and then go in and evaluate that page right how many times is the keyword used on that page is that keyword used in headers on the page right or is it just kind of like you know an h1 tag and that's it is there video on the page Is there how how long is the page? How many words are on the page, et cetera? Now you want to evaluate all of these things because, right, when it comes to how Google ranks content, one of the most significant, two of the sort of like the most significant factors are time spent on page, right? And then time spent on domain. Right. So another way of saying the second one is just like session time. So how long did an individual after Googling something, after landing on your page, how long did an individual actually spend on the page consuming the content? Because in theory, right, if they spend more time consuming content on that page, it's because that content was valuable, right? They learned something or they're actually reading and they're not just, you know, skimming and then, you know, hitting back, right? And then session time, right, time spent on domain is another key ranking factor because, right, in theory, if a user finds value on, while reading your content, they're going to click through to read something else, right? And, and if they click to read something else, right, another page on your domain, that's another signal to Google that, oh, hey, this was valuable, right? Like, this, this was helpful. The, the user is still on the, the, they're still on the domain. so They clearly found something to be valuable about the content that this particular domain offers. So let's give them, you know, a, a thumbs up, so to speak. Let's give the domain a thumbs up. So what I like to do and what I like to encourage folks to do is especially for pages where you are ranking, right? You're you're you've got some ranking authority, you're just on like the second or third page and you you want to move up. Go study what the top three pages are doing and then do better than them, right? So what that looks like again is like count the words on the page, right? How many you know words are actually on the page if you have you know a, if there's a low text to HTML, HTML ratio that's a negative ranking factor as well right meaning you want page you want more content on your page you want deeper content on your page you want to make sure that that content addresses the questions and the second questions and the tertiary questions that a prospect might have around a particular topic right and you want to make sure that you're linking out to and that you've got other content on your site linking to whatever that kind of core page is that you're trying to rank for. So a very, very simple framework to walk through is one count the number of keywords, the number of times the keyword is used on, on the ranking page, right? Use that keyword more than the ranking page does. Number two. Now, again, you got to walk the fine line and you know, don't just keyword stuff, right? But if they're only using it twice and they're ranking in the top position, if you use it seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times strategically, right? There, there's a high chance right, that you could end up usurping a uh, particular domain for one of those top positions. Um, again, that is not gonna do it in and of itself, but it's a step in the right direction, right? So at the very least, understand how many times the target keyword is being used. Use that keyword a minimum of the number of times that they're using it, if not more. Number two, use that keyword strategically in headers, right? and section headers. So H1, H2, H3 tags, right? One of the ways that Google quickly understands and makes sense of the context of a page is by headers, right? So if the target keyword that you're going after isn't used in a ranking pages header, right? Again, that's a sure way to give you a thumbs up. So you find a way to strategically splice that target keyword into the section header, add a video to the site, right? Videos increase time spent on page because again, if people click that play button, right, chances are they're at least going to a- give you a few seconds of, like, uh, of attention, right, to watch the video. Whereas if they click through the page, there's no video, they scroll to the bottom, they don't, they can't quickly you know, find what they're looking for, they'll, they'll hit back, right? So video can immediately increase time spent on page, which is which is uh remarkably valuable. Another thing is any sort of like interactive graphic, right? So like a chart or um you know a, an infographic, something that folks can kind of like uh, play with or 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 look through or click through, etc. Even like accordion style content, right, can be super valuable as long as that uh you know content isn't kind of, is actually like uh, present on the page, right? So that when you go to inspect element, you can see the content, you can see the actual keywords on the page. Uh, Otherwise, like you want to make sure that I guess that 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 content is readable and isn't in some sort of like weird module where um, it's not actually indexed, right? So um, time spent on page, right? Ensuring that you have a Good amount of content on that page, right? Ideally, twenty five hundred words, three thousand words. That's not too too long, especially if you are going after something super general, like a a term like bachelors in nursing, right, or bachelors in in, in you know integrative studies or whatever that kind of target broad term is. Uh, having a twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred word like program page, totally accept, uh, acceptable when structured appropriately. So, um, to sum all that up, right. Basically, if you want to move, if you want some just quick on-page SEO tips, like go look at what the ranking domains are doing. Go check out their meta descriptions. Go check out their H1, H2, H3 tags, right? Go see if they have a video or not. And then if they don't have those things, right, and most of them don't, right, or most of them don't have all of those things, go and do all of those things, right? Again, they might have stronger domain authority. They might have more backlinks at the end of the day, but, right, if you're looking for, like, a tried and true, hey, what can I do to at least move rankings up? Even even if you don't get into that top three, four, five position, maybe, you know, by practicing sort of this framework, you can make your way onto that first page, right? You can move your way from the third page to the top of the second page, right? And hopes that, you know, you can increase your backlinks, increase your domain authority over time so that you can, you know, make your way onto that first page. So the point being, like, when it comes to, bettering on page seo a lot of folks like they just they, they don't know where to start the best place to start right is to understand who's ranking and try and make sense for why they might be ranking and again the way to evaluate that is how many words are on the page is there video content on the page how many times is the target keyword used on the page how many um is the target keyword used in section headers or is, is it all just in you know body font right what is the you know HTML to text ratio on the page? Meaning, is the page dynamic? Is it large? Does it have a robust offering of content, et cetera? All of those are really important key ranking factors for how Google makes sense of which page should show up at the top of search results. All right, folks. Well, I promised you it would be short and sweet, and in fact, it was short and sweet. Again, follow us on LinkedIn, on twitter right uh, send us your email and we are going to be pumping out a lot of content in the next week as a part of the enrollify roadshow again last but certainly not least thank you so much to element for making this road show possible more to come but for now enjoy the long weekend everybody take care if you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast Or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.